Chapter Three of the Young Carthaginian. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Young Carthaginian: A Story of the Times of Hannibal by George Alfred Henty. Chapter Three, Carthage. Carthage was at that time divided between two factions, the one led by the relatives and friends of the great Hamilcar, Barca, and known as the Barcine Party. The other was led by Hanno, surnamed the Rich. This man had been the rival of Hamilcar, and the victories and successes of the latter had been neutralized by the losses and defeats entailed upon the Republic by the incapacity of the former. Hanno, however, had the support of the greater part of the Senate, of the judges, and of the lower class, which he attached to himself by a lavish distribution of his vast wealth, or by the common tie of wholesale corruption. The Barcine party were very inferior in numbers, but they comprised among them the energy, the military genius, and the patriotism of the community. They advocated sweeping reforms, the purification of the public service, the suppression of the corruption which was rampant in every department, the fair administration of justice, the suppression of the tyranny of the committee, the vigorous prosecution of the struggle with Rome. They would have attached to Carthage the but half-subdued nations round her, who now groaned under her yoke, ground down to the dust by the enormous tribute necessitated by the extravagance of the administration of the state, the corruption and wholesale peculation of its officials. Hamilcar Barca had been the founder of the party. In his absence at the seat of war, it had been led to at Carthage by his son-in-law, Hasdrubal, whose fiery energy and stirring eloquence had rendered him a popular idol in Carthage. But even the genius of Hamilcar and the eloquence of Hasdrubal would not have sufficed to enable the Barcine party to make head against the enormous power of the council and the judges, backed by the wealth of Hanno and his associates, had it not been for the military successes which flattered the patriotic feelings of the populace. The loss of Sardinia, Corsica, and Sicily had been atoned for by the conquest of the greater portion of Spain by Hamilcar and that general might eventually have carried out his plans for the purification of the government of Carthage, had not he fallen in a battle with the Iberians. This loss was a terrible blow to the Barcine faction, but the deep feeling of regret among the population at the death of their great general enabled them to carry the election of Hasdrubal to be one of the suffets in his place, and to obtain for him the command of the army in Spain. There was the less difficulty in the latter appointment, since Hanno's party were well content that the popular leader should be far removed from the capital. Hasdrubal proved himself a worthy successor of his father-in-law. He carried out the policy inaugurated by the latter, won many brilliant victories over the Iberians, fortified and firmly established Carthagena as a port and city which seemed destined to rival the greatness of its mother city and Carthage saw with delight a great western settlement growing in power which promised to counterbalance the influence of the ever-spreading territory of her great rival in Italy. 
after seeing his detachment safely lodged in the barracks hamilcar and his companions rode along the street to the barcine sissite or club one of the grandest buildings in carthage throwing reins of their horses to some slaves who stood in readiness at the foot of the steps they entered the building as they rode through the streets they had noticed that the population appeared singularly quiet and dejected and the agitation which reigned in the club showed them that something unusual had happened groups of men were standing talking excitedly in the great hall others with dejected mien were pacing the marble pavement as hamilcar entered several persons hurried up to him welcome back again they exclaimed your presence is most opportune at this sad moment what has happened hamilcar asked i have but this moment arrived and rode straight here to hear the news of what has taken place in my absence what have you not heard they exclaimed for the last four days nothing else has been talked of nothing else thought of hasdrubal has been assassinated hamilcar recoiled a step as if struck ye gods he exclaimed can this be so hasdrubal the handsome as he was well called the true patriot the great general the eloquent orator the soul of generosity and patriotism our leader and hope dead surely it cannot be it is too true hamilcar hasdrubal is dead slain by the knife of an iberian who it seems has for months been in his service awaiting the chance for revenge for some injuries which his family or people have suffered from our arms it is a terrible blow this morning a swift sailing ship has arrived with the news that the army of spain have with one voice acclaimed the young hannibal as their general and that they demand the ratification of their choice by the senate and people need i tell you how important it is that this ratification should be gained hanno and his satellites are furious they are scattering money broadcast and moving heaven and earth to prevent the choice falling upon hannibal and to secure the appointment for hanno himself or one of his clique they say that to appoint a youth like this to such a position would be a thing unheard of that it would bring countless dangers upon the head of the republic we know of course that what they fear is not the youth and inexperience but the talent and genius of hannibal young though he is his wonderful abilities are recognized by us all his father hamilcar had the very highest hopes of him hasdrubal has written again and again saying that in his young kinsman he recognized his superior and that in loftiness of aim in unselfish patriotism in clearness of judgment in the marvellous ascendancy he has gained over the troops in his talent in administration and in the greatness of his military conceptions he saw in him a genius of the highest order if it be in man to overthrow the rising greatness of rome to reform our disordered administration to raise carthage again to the climax of her glory and power that man is hannibal thus then on him our hopes rest if we can secure for him the command of the army in spain he may do all and more than all that hamilcar and hasdrubal have done for us if we fail we are lost hanno will be supreme the official party will triumph man by man we shall be denounced and destroyed by the judges and worse than all our hopes of saving carthage from the corruption and tyranny 
which have so long been pressing her into the dust are at an end it is a good omen of success that you have returned from your expedition at such a critical moment all has gone well with you i hope you know the fate that awaits an unsuccessful general here ay i know hamilcar said bitterly to be judged by a secret tribunal of civilians ignorant of even the rudimentary laws of war and bent not upon arriving at the truth but of gratifying their patrons and accomplices the end disgrace and execution no my success has been complete although not brilliant i have obtained the complete submission of the atarantes and have brought with me ten of their principal chiefs as hostages but my success narrowly escaped being not only a failure but a disaster i had in vain striven to come to blows with them when suddenly they fell upon me at night and in the desperate combat which followed well nigh half my force fell but in the end we inflicted a terrible chastisement upon them and completely humbled their pride so long as you succeeded in humbling them and bringing home hostages for their good behavior all is well the lives of a few score of soldiers more or less matters little to carthage we have but to send out an order to the tribes and we can replace them a hundredfold in a week tis only a failure which would be fatal carthage has suffered such terrible disasters at the hands of her tributaries that she trembles at the slightest rising for its success might be the signal for another general insurrection if you have humbled the atarantes all is well i know the council have been anxiously expecting news of your expedition our opinion here has been from the first that from the small force they placed at your command they purposely sent you to disaster risking the chance of extended trouble in order to obtain a ground of complaint by which they could inflame the minds of the populace against our party but now i recommend you to take some refreshment at once after your journey the inner council of the club will meet in an hour and their deliberations are likely to be long as well as important for the whole future of our party and of carthage itself depends upon the issue malchus hamilcar said do you mount your horse and ride out at once and tell your mother that all has gone well with us and that i am detained here on important business and may not return until nightfall may i come back here father after i see my mother i would fain be of some use if i may i am known to many of the sailors down at the port i might go about them trying to stir them up in favour of hannibal you may come back if you like malchus your sailors may aid us with their voices or should it come to anything like a popular disturbance by their arms but as you know in the voting the common people count for nothing it is the citizens only who elect the traders shopkeepers and employers of labour common people count for no more than the slaves save when it comes to a popular tumult and they frighten the shopkeeping class into voting in accordance with their views however we will leave no stone unturned that may conduce to our success do not hurry away from home my boy for your mother would think it unkind after three months absence our council is likely to last for some hours when it is at an end i will look for you here and tell you what has been determined upon malchus mounted his horse and rode out through the narrow streets of the lower city through the gateway leading into the suburb when he loosed the rein and the horse started at a gallop along the broad road lined with stately mansions 
and in a quarter of an hour stopped in front of the villa of Hamilcar. Throwing his bridle to a slave, he ran up the broad steps of the portico and entered the hall. His mother, a stately woman, clad in a long flowing garment of rich material embroidered in gold, arms and neck bare, her hair bound up in a knot at the back of her head, which was encircled by a gold fillet, with pendants of the same metal encrusted with gems falling on her forehead, rose eagerly to meet him, and his two sisters, girls older than himself, clad in white robes, confined at the waist with golden belts, leaped to their feet with a cry of gladness. "'Welcome back, my own son,' his mother said. "'All is well, I hope, with your father. "'It is so, I am sure, for I should have read evil news in your face.' "'He is well, mother, well and victorious, "'though we had a rare fight for it, I can tell you. "'But he is kept at the Barcine Sissite "'on matters connected with the terrible business "'of the death of Hasdrubal. "'He bade me give you his love, "'and say he will be back here as soon as he could get away.' It is terrible news indeed, Malchus. The loss is a grievous blow to Carthage, but especially to us who are his near kinsfolk. But for the moment, let us set aside and talk of your doings. How the sun has bronzed your face, child! You seem to have grown taller and stouter since you have been away. Yes, one of the sisters laughed. The child is growing up, mother. You will have to choose another name for him. I think it is about time, Malchus said, joining in the laugh, considering that I have killed a lion and have taken part in a desperate hand-to-hand -hand fight with the wild Atarantes. I think even my mother must own that I am attaining the dignity of youth. I wonder your father let you take part in such a strife, the mother said anxiously. He promised me that he would, as far as possible, keep you out of danger. Why, mother, Malchus said indignantly, you don't suppose that my father was going to coddle me, as he might do one of the girls here. You know he has promised that I shall soon enter the Carthaginian guard, and fight in the next campaign. I think it has been very hard on me not to have had the chance of distinguishing myself as my cousin Hannibal did, when he was no older than I am. Poor boy, his sister laughed. He has indeed been unfortunate. Who can say but that if he had only had opportunities, he would have been a general by this time, and that Rome would have been trembling at the clash of his armour. Malchus joined heartily in the laugh about himself. I shall never grow to be a general, he said, unless you get me some food. It is past midday, and I have not broken my fast this morning. I warn you that I shall not tell you a word of our adventures until I have eaten. Therefore the sooner you order a meal to be served, the better. The meal was speedily served, and then, for an hour, Malchus sat with his mother and sisters, giving them a history of the expedition. There was a little playful grumbling on the part of his sisters when he told them that he was going to return to the Sissite to hear what had been determined by the conclave. "'Surely you can wait until our father returns here, Malchus,' Thyra, the elder, said. "'Yes, but I may be useful,' Malchus replied. "'There will be lots to be done.' and we shall all do our utmost. Listen to him, mother, Anna, the younger sister said, clapping her hands. This comes of slaying lions and combating with Atarantes. Do not let us hinder him. Beg the slaves to bring round the horse instantly. Carthage totters. Let Malchus fly to its support. What part are you thinking of taking, my brother? Do you mean to harangue the people, or to urge the galley slaves to revolt, or to leave the troops against the council? 
the two girls burst into a peal of merry laughter in which malchus although colouring a little joined heartily you are too bad anna what i want is of course to hear what has been done and to join in the excitement and really i am not such a boy as you girls think me just because you happen to be two or three years older than i am you persist in regarding me as a child father doesn't do so and i can tell you i may be more good than you think well go along malchus do not let us keep you and don't get into mischief and remember my boy his mother added that carthage is a place where it is well that no one should make more enemies than he can help a secret foe in the council or among the judges is enough to ruin the strongest you know how many have been crucified or pressed to death without a shadow of pretext save that they had foes i would not see you other than your father's son you will belong of course to the barcine party but there is no occasion to draw enmity and hate upon yourself before you are in a position to do real service to the cause and now ride off with you i know all our words are falling on deaf ears and that wilful lads will go their own way a few minutes later and malchus was on his way back to the club on his arrival there he found that the sitting of the inner council was not yet finished the building was thronged with the adherents of the party waiting to ascertain what course was determined upon he presently came across at and giscon the former as usual was gay light-hearted and disposed to view matters in a humorous light giscon was stern and moody so here you are again malchus at said i thought you would be back soon i am glad you have come for giscon here grows monotonous as a companion nature in making him forgot to give him that spice of humour which is to existence what seasoning is to meat i am ready to fight if it comes to fighting or orate if talking is necessary and to do anything else which may be within the limits of my powers but i can't for the life of me take matters as if the existence of the state depended on me alone i have already heard that all is well with you at home i shall ride out there and see your mother when this business is over what they can find to talk about so long i can't make out the question is a simple one surely will it be better for carthage at large and our party in particular for hannibal to stay at the head of the army in spain or to come home and bring the influence of his popularity and reputation to bear upon the populace there is the question put in a nutshell and if they can't decide upon it let them toss up there is virtue i am ready to maintain in an appeal to dame fortune look round now malchus is it not amusing to study men's characters look at little filene going about among the groups standing on tiptoe to whisper into the ear first of one and then of another he prides himself on his knowledge of affairs and in his heart believes that he is shamefully wronged inasmuch as he is not already on their secret committee look at bomica leaning against that pillar and lazily pulling his moustache an easy-going giant who looks upon the whole thing as a nuisance but who if he received orders from the conclave would put himself at the head of the libyans and would march to storm hanno's house and to slaughter his numidian guard without a question look at magon's face of importance as he walks about without speaking to anyone he is trying to convey to all the impression that he knows perfectly well what is going on inside and could if he chose tell you what the decision will be there is carthalon 
who is thinking at present i warrant more of the match which he has made of his arab steed against that of his comrade Fano, than of the matter in hand but see there is a stir the curtains are drawing aside at last the meeting is over as he spoke the heavy curtains which shut off an inner room from the hall were drawn aside and the council of the Sissite came out each was speedily surrounded by a group of the members of his own family or those who specially looked up to him as a leader Malchus and the two young officers were among those who gathered around Hamilcar It has been decided the general said that Hannibal shall be retained in his command Therefore now let us all set to work each in his own sphere the populace must be stirred up We have a small majority in the council, but the middle class the men who will vote are with Hanno Some have been bought with his gold some of the weak fools dream that Carthage can be great simply as a trading power without army or navy and think only of the present advantage they would gain by remission of taxation it is these we have to fear and we must operate upon them but by means of the populace if the people gather in the streets and shout for hannibal these cowards will hesitate they are accessible only in their money bags and rather than risk a riot they would vote for the destruction of maloc's temple giscon and adherbal do you go to the barracks get as many of your comrades together as are of our way of thinking talk to the soldiers of the glories of hamilcar barca of the rich booty they won under him of the glory of their arms when they led him tell him that in hannibal they have their old commander revived and that hanno and his companions seek only to have him removed because they fear that the luster of his deeds will overshadow them urge that he is the elect of the army of spain that the voice of the soldiers has acclaimed him and that the troops here should join their voices to those of the comrades in spain they too may ere long have to take share in the war and would it not be far better for them to be led by a soldier like hannibal than by hanno whose incapacity has been proved a score of times and who is solely chosen because he is rich and because he has pandered to the fat traders and lazy shopkeepers do you Strifex, go to the weavers quarter you have influence there work upon the men point out to them how since hamilcar and hasdrubal have conquered spain and the gold and silver from the mines have poured into carthage their trade has flourished before that gold was scarce known in the city none could purchase their choice productions their wages could scarcely keep the wolf from the door show them that under hanno disaster will be sure to befall our arms that the Iberians will reconquer their soil, that the mines will be lost, and we shall have to return to the leather money of twenty years back. So, one by one, Hamilcar dispatched the groups around him on various missions, until Malchus alone remained. You, Malchus, can, as you suggested, go down to the port. Ask the sailors and fishermen what will become of their trade were the Roman galleys cruising in our bay point out that our conquests in spain have already caused the greatest alarm in rome and that under hannibal our arms will so flourish that rome will be glad to come to terms with us and to leave us free to trade with the world point out how great is the trade and commerce which carthagena has already produced ask them if they are willing that all this shall be hazarded in order that hanno may gratify his personal ambition and his creatures may wring the last penny from the overtaxed people of Carthage. Don't try too much, my boy. 
get together a knot of men whom you know prime them with the argument and send them among their fellows tell them to work day and night and that you will see that their time is well paid find out if there are any men who have special influence with their fellows and secure them on our side promise them what they will the Sissite will spend money like water to carry its object be discreet malchus when you have lit the fire and see that it is well on its way withdraw quietly malchus hurried off and in half an hour was down by the port through the densely packed district which lay behind the lofty warehouses crammed with goods brought by sea from all parts of the world he made his way until he reached the abode of a fisherman in whose boat he often put to sea the old man with three or four grown-up sons was reclining on a pile of rushes welcome back my lord malchus he said glad am i to see you safely returned we have often talked of you me and my sons and wondered when you would again go out for a night's fishing with us you have come back at the right time the tunny are just entering the bay and in another week we shall have rare sport i shall be glad indeed of another sail with you malchus said but at present i have other matters in hand hanno and his friends have determined to oppose the appointment of hannibal to the army of spain the fisherman gave a grunt which signified that the matter was one of which he knew nothing and which affected him not in the slightest don't you see the importance of this malchus said if hannibal doesn't get the command our troops will be beaten and we shall lose all our trade with spain the fisherman still appeared apathetic my sons have all taken to fishing he said indifferently and it matters nothing to them whether we lose the trade of spain or not but it would make a difference malchus said if no more gold and silver came from spain because then you know people wouldn't be able to pay a good price for fish and there would be bad times for you fishermen and that is not the worst of it the romans are so alarmed by our progress in spain that they are glad to keep friends with us and if we were driven out from there they would soon be at war again you and your sons would be pressed for the ships of war and like enough you might see the roman fleets hovering on your coasts and picking up our fishing boats by astarte the fisherman exclaimed but that would be serious indeed and you say all this will happen unless hannibal remains as general in spain that is so malchus nodded then i tell you what my boys the fisherman said rising and rubbing his hand we must put our oars into this business you hear what my lord malchus tells us get up there is work to be done now sir what is the best way to stop this affair you tell us of if it's got to be done we will do it and i think i can answer for three or four thousand fishing hands here who ain't going to stand by any more than i am and see the bread taken out of their mouths they know old calcon and will listen to what he says i will set about it at once that is just what i want malchus said i want you and your sons to go about among the fishermen and tell them what is proposed to be done and how ruinous it will be for them i know how fond of fishermen i am and how sorry i should be to see them injured you stir them up for the next three or four days and get them to boiling point i will let you know when the time comes there are other trades who will be injured by the business and when the time comes you fishermen with your oars in your hands must join the others and go through the street shouting hannibal for general down with hanno and the tax-gatherers 
Down with the tax gatherers is a good cry, the old fisherman said. They take one fish of every four I bring in, and always choose the finest. Don't you be afraid, sir. We will be there, oars and all, when you give the word. And now I want you to tell me the names of a few men who have influence among the sailors of the mercantile ships, and among those who load and discharge the cargoes. Their interest is threatened as well as yours. I am commissioned to pay handsomely all who do their best for the cause, and I promise you that you and your son shall earn as much in four days' work as in a month's toiling on the sea. The Barcine Club is known to be the true friend of Carthage, the opponent of those who grind down the people, and will spare no money to see that this matter is well carried out. The fishermen at once went round with Malchus to the abodes of several men regarded as authorities by the sailors and stevedores. With these, partly by argument, but much more by the promises of handsome pay for their exertions, Malchus established an understanding, and paved the way of a popular agitation among the working classes of the waterside in favour of Hannibal. End of chapter 3